Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. The journey far from over. Heavy crime. Yeah, this is I'm obsessed with this game. Enough is never enough. Jalen Hurts, what a run! Touchdown! It's about taking it to another level. The only direction is to rise. Makes the catch! It was pumped. Everybody in their opinions, they don't deposit at the bank. Well, I mean, the fans of Philly think that Jalen Hurts is the MVP. So do the odds makers. He is minus 140 to win, even though Mahomes is better and having a better season and more valuable. But, you know, that's besides the point. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Fake narratives, man. This is a real narrative. I like Patrick Mahomes, too, but Jalen Hurts right now, he's just a little more dynamic, man. I'm just... Tell me. I'm saying, but what? But Mahomes just like Mahomes working with. Listen, anyway, this is the debate that rages on. Micah Parsons, who's on the outskirts of the MVP conversation, um, is unsure about Jalen Hurts and the MVP talk. Is it Hurts or the team? Speaking on the Von Cast with Von Miller, Micah openly questioned how much credit the Eagles quarterback deserves for Philly's success. Remember, they are playing each other, Eagles Cowboys for. For, for supremacy, maybe it'll be for supremacy. Eagles have a nice little lead there in the NFC East on Christmas Eve. Micah's job is to go get the quarterback, and Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. Here is what Micah Parsons told Von Miller. We look at the Eagles. Is it Hurts or the team? <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both, man. I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's a system and team. I think it's a little bit of both, man, because they got a great deep, they got a great offensive line, which helps Hurts. Hurts has AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. They got a good running game. I mean, Miles Sanders. They scheme that they, they scheme that they have. O line. I mean, bro, bro like it, like, <laughs> and this Eagles Cowboys, the Eagles Cowboys coming up, ain't it? Yeah, it's coming up. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to make no enemies. I. I just like. I just love the game so much, and I understand it so much that like I can't. I, I like. I like when things are off. I. I just can't like hold it in. Like I almost gotta say something. Like you know, you're right. They got. They got a great team, great defense. But everyone. Everyone has their own opinions. Like, but they got. So Jalen Hurts is. MVP. He's good. He's good. Key. Was Parsons trying to minimize Hurts' role in the Eagles' success this season because they're going to play each other, because they're both MVP candidates? What's going on here? I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's, I think it's you know, take a little shine from Jalen Hurts, put it on myself, and we're getting ready to play you on the 24th. It's, it's one of those deals where it's Christmas Eve coming up, and if I could put some doubts in some people's mind and I go out there and I play big, now all of a sudden stuff shifts. The, the conversation shifts now. All of a sudden, this conversation shifts to Jalen Hurts. Oh, I took care of business against Hurts. I dominated Hurts. And, and, and that's okay. Look, Michael Parson is fake hate. He ain't really hating on Jalen Hurts. He just fake hating on Jalen Hurts to bring some attention to the game, to bring some attention to himself, and take a little shine away from Jalen Hurts. He understands and he knows all quarterbacks and players need help. Everybody. I don't give a damn who you are. You need help. And Jalen Hurts has help with the players that are around him. Tom Brady needed help. Okay, that's why he went to Tampa to get the help. When he went to Tampa, he won the Super Bowl. When he was in New England at the end, he couldn't win the Super Bowl because he didn't have no help. 
Peyton Manning had help with Marvin Harrison and company, and Reggie Wayne, and, and Edrin James, and Dwight Freeney, and Mathis, and Jason Belzer, and all those guys that, that played on those teams with him. So when you think about it, they all have help. Ben Roethlisberger won the Super Bowl because Antonio Holmes caught the ball that he threw against Arizona in the back of the end zone. That's help. Well, it's the reality let of me it. Give you a, let me give you another uh, possibility here. I think – that I think Jalen Hurts is a baller. Like, you watch him, he looks like a baller. His movements look athletic. And, and unlike, like, these big quarterbacks, uh, uh, like Joe Burrow, um, uh, Josh Allen, you know, big guys, you start, Cam Newton was this way, you're like, oh, he's going to get hurt, right? Like, in or out of the pocket, they're big, taking these big shots. Hurts is, like, more compact, and his movements just look to me like knock wood. Maybe it's not the same kind of risk. And he can throw, and he can run, and he can lead, and he can do all those things. But... Key, sometimes at a certain level, game recognize game. And maybe Parsons is just like, man, this dude ain't on my level. Like, there's an inner sanctum of the best, man, most stop, talented Max. ball. But listen, stop, these are his words, not mine. Whether or not you think or I think that's true, Micah Parsons, there's no higher level of baller in the NFL. The, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, uh, Micah Parsons, Aaron Donald, like the high, highest level of Ain't no one more talented than that guy. Maybe Parsons looks at Hurts. This is not me or you. This is him. And say, nah, not quite. But how could you, how could you though? I'm not saying Michael you. Parsons, I'm saying him. Marco, Michael Parsons is not foolish, Max. He ain't. You, you think he he's said delusional? It. He he's said not it. delusional. Of course he said it. This is why I said they get ready to play each other on Christmas Eve. This is, this is just him being him, saying something to take a little shine away from Jalen Hurts. Michael Parsons ain't crazy. Here he is, had a chance. He had a chance to play against him already earlier in the season. He saw what Jalen Hurts is. He's watched film and games of Jalen Hurts. They play against the same opponents. He knows what it is. Here is Jalen Hurts on the upcoming Christmas Eve matchup with Dallas Cowboys and the guy who reminds me more of Lawrence Taylor on the field than anyone since Lawrence Taylor, Micah Parsons. This is a very special rivalry, and I think this city has so much passion for it. It has a lot of history, you know, and I know that's a, a game that fans always have circled. So, you know, when we get there, we'll, we'll cross that road when we get there. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm focused on the Bears, but we'll get there soon enough. <laughs> you like it? You like everything about Jalen Hurts. Yeah, because he's like, man, come on. Man, you know who Jalen Hurts is for you? I'm not thinking he, about for you, Cowboys two weeks from now. For you, Jalen Hurts is like Joe Burrow for me. You just rock with that, dude. You're just like, yep, that's my guy. I rock with Joe Burrow, too. Yeah, me, too, and I, I rock with Jalen Hurts, too, but there's a something extra in, well, in Jalen Hurts for you. You know what the extra is? What's that? Is that people continue to disrespect him, okay? And it goes all the way back to Alabama. I watched Jalen Hurts take his first snap in college, and I watched him unleash on USC, okay? I forgot who he was replacing at the quarterback spot. It was one of them – uh, high-ranked uh, quarterbacks at Alabama when they played USC and they benched him like in the first quarter. I think Lane Kiffin had enough of looking at that. They put Jalen Hurts in the game, and we didn't have a chance. The rest was history. Even when he was throwing footballs that looked like they was punts because they were so wobbly. And in the end, he turned out to be something different. Then he loses his job to Tua, and then all of a sudden, no, oh, these guys are back up. Yeah, you can't these Alabama guy. Then he goes to Oklahoma. He basically duplicates the same thing Kyler Murray did. And Baker Mayfield did, and and he was very well in the Heisman conversation. Should have probably could have won the Heisman that year. And then when you look at, it, he gets drafted in the second round, 
Carson Wentz there. They move on from Carson Wentz, puts him in the lineup, toy around with him. In the late last game, they bring some other dude. I don't even remember that dude's name. They bring some other guy in. But then when he becomes a first-year, first-time starter, he is part of leading his team to the playoffs. And that's still not enough. They got nine picks. Oh, they're going to draft a quarterback. They got all these first rounds. Put that to rest. Comes into this season. Oh, they got some picks. They may go after some guys in 2023. Now, put that there. It's like the constant disrespect of his ability is crazy. And these people are, are talking about this, are supposed to be experts at this game, and act like they didn't see this coming. Now, all of a sudden, well, you know, I didn't think he could throw the ball over the middle. Well, what, what were you watching? No, for he the wasn't last watching. Damn he five he was years? not seeing the middle of the field until recently. What do you mean he wasn't he was seeing it? Exactly what I said. He was throwing the me's and you's. He was. Uh, okay, like, come on. Okay, but when they got him, him's, how meaning AJ Brown, go, it changed. How but you oh, look, Jalen, Jalen Rigger. Like, he's throwing the ball to Jalen Rigger. Like, come on, man, <laughs> ESPN stop. New York Giants reporter Jordan Renan knows about some bad receivers. Knows the NFC East as well as anyone. And he joins us now. I mean, you know, you cover the Giants. You know about some bad receivers. Jordan, what do you make of yeah, Parsons' yeah, no comments on Jalen Hurts? Uh, you know, he, I think he's kind of being honest in a way because, look, that Eagles team is loaded. You speak to people like with the Giants this past week going into that game. And they're saying, man, that Eagles team, look at that roster. And this isn't taking anything away from Jalen Hurts. That team is loaded from top to bottom, and that's why they're good. I mean, they're good because they have talent at every position. You name it, offensive line receiver, as you mentioned, is supremely upgraded from last year. And Jalen Hurts is also playing great. You know, know, Max, you probably remember this. Last year we saw Jalen Hurts play awful, right, when he played the Giants. He had an awful game. Worst game of his career, I believe he's called it. Uh, three interceptions, played a really bad game, threw an awful one like near the end zone. He threw three interceptions in that one game. He's thrown three interceptions this entire season. Is it three or season. two? I think it's two. Is it three? I think he's at three. Okay. But either, either way, the, the point, I mean, think about that. Yeah. So, like, everybody has a bad game, right? Everyone has a bad game in, in the NFL today. You know, at some point, he has – Two or three interceptions the entire season. No That's how game. well he's played. You have to play off the charts to be able to do that. But but you see why you say that I am an apologist of three his, so to speak, Max. You see what Jordan started off with? Oh, well, you know, it's a loaded team. It's this. It is, though. Yes. It is. All good teams are loaded. No, no. Some what are you teams are talking no, key, about? You can't. You always All do this. All good teams key, are loaded. You always do this. Yes, that's true. But some but, teams are more loaded than others. Are the Chiefs loaded like the Eagles? No, they're not. That's the it's debate, right? That's the MVP debate. They're no, not no, loaded like the Eagles. That's not the bottom loaded. line. It's not loaded like the Eagles because that's what you say. You say it's not loaded like the Eagles because they do it What do you say? You say the Chiefs are as loaded as the Eagles? I say the Chiefs are as loaded on the offensive side as the no, Eagles. No, no, what no, no, mean? that's not what we said. Are they as loaded as the Eagles? Eagles got the best roster front to back. Them and the Bills before the preseason, I don't, everyone said. I don't, I'm not mad at Kansas City's roster. I'm not mad at Cincinnati's Key, roster. There is they a, are loaded. This is something I noticed <laughs> that athletes do, Jordan, and Key it's is not guilty of this too. I'm wait, wait, let me truth. tell you what it is. Let me tell you what it is. You know how hard it is at the top. You know how little separates the very best in the world. And so you're like, it's, they're the same. It's the same. But the whole point is create a hierarchy. You rank them. 
Who's oh, better than God, who? Oh, God, Max. He, there are stuff. some Stop. teams, even among the good ones, that are more loaded than other teams. There are some quarterbacks, even among the good ones, that are better than the other good quarterbacks. That's guys, what we're talking you, about here. You, I can't talk to people like you sometimes, Max, because you drive me crazy. So what did I say that was wrong you, 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 in Cincinnati, if, 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 if those receivers wasn't on Cincinnati, Oh, Joe Burrow, would saying. you be sitting up screaming, no, hollering, not Joe Burrow? That's not what we're saying. Key, that's not what we're Jordan, is that what we're saying? We're not saying that. No, I'm that. actually with Max. No, that's this. not I'm actually, that I'm with Max. what Michael I'm Parsons with said. Like, no, Joe Burrow wasn't quite as good because his offensive line wasn't quite as good. Now that he gets more help and he has those receivers, yeah, now he becomes an even better player. Like, you get to see the better player. And it's the same thing with Daniel Jones, but the other end of the spectrum. We don't know what he is. We can't see what he is because he doesn't have those players around him. So give him the credit. Don't give me the, well, you know, I'm not really, you know, he's loaded. His team is loaded. Okay, yes. Everybody's loaded when they're good. We're nitpicking the best. I mean, that's how you differentiate. Oh, God. Anyway, Jordan, let's talk about the team that matters to you (laughs) Max, I got you here. Thank you. What the hell's wrong with Saquon Barkley? Yeah, he's dealing with a neck injury now. But really before that, what he told me was that he just wasn't playing well. I mean, he put it on himself. He doesn't. He, doesn't, he didn't believe the whole, you know, I'm banged up, I'm injured, I'm wearing down narrative. He actually took great offense to that. Like he, he didn't want to hear that because to him that's people just saying he's injury prone, which to him, especially in a contract year, is pretty much the worst insult you can have on Saquon Barkley, right? But now he was dealing with the neck injury this past week, uh, limited on snaps in great part because they were getting smacked around and they, they really just rested him. Uh, for this week's game. Th- this is now the big game for the Giants, and uh, I-, I think we're going to see uh, see Saquon, uh, you know, a lot more of Saquon this week. Let's just say that. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, now, now I'm going to do the max. I've been around him too, way too long. Conspiracy <laughs> theory. Uh, are they doing this to him to try to slow down what they may have to pay him in the offseason so now he misses some time and he doesn't look the same and they can use that in negotiations? All right, if you were going to do that, would you play the guy 83% of the snaps? That's like almost 10% more than any other running back in the NFL. So the answer to that is obviously no. Uh, the reason that they're not successful is because they don't have anyone to alleviate the pressure. I don't care how good you are in this league. Like If the, if the opponent is always going to sit there and put eight, nine guys towards stopping you, and he doesn't have a great supporting cast. His offensive line was banged up for a little while. They haven't been playing great. Like, how can you possibly be could be consistently successful and dominant when you don't have any help? And it kind of like brings us back to that whole uh, discussion we just had before with the Eagles. Like, you're not. That's why you need the other great players, right? You need the other great players. I don't care how great a player you are. You can't do it yourself in this league. And I think that's what we've seen here with Saquon Barkley is he has nothing to take that pressure off him on the Giants' offense. And now that they're playing better teams, because go look at their level of competition, right? They've won once in five games. What's the the difference here? The biggest difference is that the level of competition is kind of raised. The Giants haven't played as well. And they didn't receive the bounces that they got early in the year. And now you're seeing the results. It's sort of a reverse, revert to the mean kind of thing. And, but, but a lot of that is, look, they, their roster is a little thin. There's not much talent at receiver anyway. But no. when Wandell goes down and, when they, you know, and then when you have an injury on the offensive line, those tight games that you're winning become games that you're losing, right? Like they, they, they were not great to begin with and doing it with spit and bubble gum, right, and, and, and smoke and mirrors. And, and now they don't even have that anymore. Do you think they make the playoffs? 
Man, it's tough. You know, you know what the biggest thing for them to make the playoffs? I, I think they have a good chance, and you know why? Because week 18, they play the Philadelphia Eagles, right? At, let's say they win week – even if they lose this week, let's say they win in week 17 and beat at home against Indy. Week 18, they play the Eagles. That's going to be an Eagles team that has already likely clinched a bye. What are they playing for? Nick Sirianni's been super conservative on stuff. That now becomes a winnable game. Like, who plays for the Eagles? Maybe they play their starters a drive, a half, a quarter. Certainly not the game. And the result of the game certainly is not of utmost importance to the Eagles. So that gives the Giants three winnable games. They probably need two of them. They play at, this week at Washington. We saw they tied already last time. At home against Indy, week 17. And week 18 against an Eagles team that who knows what their approach is going to be. Now that the season's over, what are they going to do with Daniel Jones in the offseason, <laughs> though? Yeah, that's an interesting one. You know what, Keyshawn? I think this week's game is the biggest game of his professional career, right? Because if they win this game, then all of a sudden their their playoff odds probably double, right? They're in like they'd say about to 80% if they win this week in Washington. I think what he does in games like this to show, okay, what are you going to do? How are you going to play when everything is on the line in the biggest games? Can you lift your team? Can you play your top game? Can you avoid the turnovers that he's done all year? I think this will go a long way in determining how the Giants handle Daniel Jones this this offseason. But in the meantime, they went to negotiate with Saquon Barkley during the bye week. They didn't go to negotiate with Daniel Jones. That, wow. that, that, that stands out to me a little bit. Wow, that's surprising because, you know, I thought early in this season, I don't know, three, four, five games in, Jordan, the Giants would have been wise to try to lock him up three years, 75, something, you know, some, some deal that would look good by the end of the season, like under market. And also, even if you didn't love the way it turned out, at the very least, you have a reasonably priced quarterback room because he's an expensive backup if you draft a guy or, or you know, at least a starter for a year or so. He's been doing... I think he's looked good and key. You know, when Key says, I think that guy looks good, then I really pay attention. So I'm like, yeah, I think yeah. that too. I, I think he knows he's, what he's, he's looking he's at. O- I think he's okay. They got to – look, there, there'll be some But he's receiver. doing it without a receiver is my point, I was going to say, there, there's going to be some receivers on the market that are veteran guys that have a lot of, uh, uh, you know, stuff left in the tank that the Giants can certainly take a look at. There's going to be guys that you don't even think of. You're gonna be like, oh, my God, I didn't realize he would be available. And they need to take a look at it. But I think when you talk about them going to Barkley, doing the buy and not going to him, mm-hmm. Barkley probably showed them enough, Jordan, in, a, in this short period of time to say, okay, let's start these conversations. We may need one or two more games to see if that's the case with Daniel. Well, that's why this week is so big, right? This is the game. And that's really was the thing with Eli Manning right beforehand. Eli was never – he was a really good – regular season quarterback but when the bigger games came he was a great quarterback and I think that it that can elevate Daniel Jones and the the idea of what you think Daniel Jones is moving forward so but, how, but I agree well, with you I think he, wait? I think he has played well I how, do how I do did they like here's my point how could they like he's not throwing to Ed Bellinger like who is he throwing no, to he doesn't have here's, any targets and so that it kills Saquon because the defense is keyed on him for obvious reasons and Daniel Jones is going to just, you know, like, I guess don't turn the ball over, pick up some yards with your legs, make a couple of third down throws that are, that are kind of safe and, type. And like, what you, do you want him to do? And when you look at it, Jordan, what other options, like when you really look at it, what mm-hmm. other options are out there that's going to 
fall in line from a value standpoint of where they could potentially get Daniel Jones at. When I start to scour the landscape and I'm thinking, I'm like, they're going to pay a lot of money to get that dude or they're going to get this dude for nothing and he can't play. So it's like there's nothing really out there. What are you going to do, draft a guy? Well, let, let me say this. Daniel, I mean, uh, Brian Dable and Joe Shane, the general manager, came from Buffalo. Where the first year would ha- they were, you know, that uh, Brandon Bean came in Buffalo. They made the playoffs. You know who their quarterback was? It was Tyrod Taylor, who, by the way, is the Giants' backup right now, right? So they make the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. He plays pretty well. They still go. They have the 21st pick. The 21st pick the Bills had. They traded up twice. They still made the move. They got rid of Tyrod Taylor. They drafted Josh Allen. I think that when they started this season, that's what they were thinking. That, that was in the back of their mind. Okay, you know, we need to get our guy. We're going to draft our guy eventually. Now, maybe Daniel Jones changed that a little bit. But they had the 21st pick, and they were able to move up. The Giants are probably going to be in that same range. If that's what they want to do, then I think that's the way they're going to go. Because there's a difference between, and I, and I agree with you guys, Daniel Jones has played well. And I think he's a, a quality starting quarterback. But there's a difference between having a starting quality quarterback Right. And Josh and, Allen. Yeah. And there's a difference between having him on your roster and wanting him on your roster. And there's a difference between building around him, which if you sign him, you're basically saying at that point, we're building around him. And then we're the building. new coach and the new general manager are basically putting their fate and their future in Daniel Jones instead of, OK, let's get the guy that's going to be our Josh Allen. That's going to take us to that level, because what's the goal? Goes to win a Super Bowl. It's not to make the playoffs. I mean, I don't see Josh Allen in this draft, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. That's well, a, well that's do. part of the dilemma. Maybe it's next year. And so by, maybe by you the find way, maybe a they do. Solution with Daniel Jones. I didn't see Josh Allen in the Josh Allen <laughs> draft. Really, to be honest, he looked very, very raw. Right, Jordan Renan, ESPN New York Giants reporter. Thank you, Jordan. You got All it, guys. Right, Have a great Whoever show. Whoever go against me again. We're Excellent <laughs> stuff. Excellent stuff from Jordan Renan. Wise, sharp. Well-informed, well-reasoned, excellent when he sided with me over key. Excellent. Let's have him on again. Uh, what, do we have any time later in this show, Shannon? Or the two, the last two games, he was waiting all year. Oh, boy, those Miami fans were at his neck waiting all year. Let's see if this is a portable offense. He wasn't saying it wasn't. He was just saying he has reasons to be skeptical, right, based on his experience. Let's see if it's portable. Took the L in San Francisco, took the L in Los Angeles, and now they head to Buffalo is what we just saw, a sign of things to come from Tua it's cold. and the Dolphins. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com. Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max <laughs> were presented by Progressive Insurance and join now Key on ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80 ESPNU. On your podcast, on your smart speaker, say play ESPN. On the ESPN app, click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio. We are joined by Marcel Luis Jacques, ESPN Dolphins reporter. What's going on, Marcel? You know, man, another day in paradise in (laughs) Miami. Although, I I just spent a week in Los Angeles, man, and I'm starting to think that might be the real paradise. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, mean, you know how The landscapes are different, you know. You know how it is, man. We we we. It is what it is, baby. You know. Your people. It's just what we do out west. People in Miami stop complaining. Don't don't complain, Marcel, about Miami. Come on. Hey, that's all they do is complain, especially when you talk about the team. (laughs) Well, look, Tua's performance on the West Coast the past couple weeks, Marcel. You all down in Miami were at Key's throat. All he said was, "Let me see if it's portable." Not saying it's not, but he had reasons to doubt. And they got popped twice, and now head to the frigid Buffalo conditions where it's supposed to snow. What do you think about those uh, two performances this week? You, you heard what everyone said. You zone up and make them throw inside the numbers, and it worked. They are – they're concerning. They're concerning. Uh, you could write off one of them. You could write off the San Francisco 49ers loss as a tough performance against the best defense in the NFL. And you could even overlook it a, a little bit more – because the throws were there. You watch the tape. The plays were there to be made. Tua was uncharacteristically inaccurate. You know, he, he, he might not be able to do some things, but one thing he can do, usually pretty consistently, is, is put the ball on a spot. And he wasn't able to do that against San Francisco. But to see him struggle like he did against the Chargers was a different beast. This was a, an exploitable Charger defense playing without Joey Bosa, playing without Derwin James. And they had Miami's receivers locked up. They forced him to try to hit windows that Tua was not necessarily comfortable hitting. Uh, they didn't even really pressure him. I think he was 7 for 24 without facing pressure that night. Uh, and they, the Dolphins just struggled to adjust. It, it wasn't all, and let's be clear, it wasn't all on Tua. I think they got outcoached. And I think Miami's coaches will tell you that they got outcoached that game. But the what sets you know superstar quarterbacks apart or even just star quarterbacks apart is the ability to create outside the structure of the offense and this is now two straight games where we have not seen Tua do this this 
offense is very rhythm and timing based. And when the blueprint's out there now, that if a defense is able to disrupt that rhythm, disrupt that timing, and make Tua hold on to the ball for longer than that two-and-a-half-second threshold, that he is going to struggle. Like, that is the blueprint that the Niners and Chargers have shown. And going into a game against Buffalo in the snow, they're talking lake effect snow. Those are two dangerous words up there. It's not a pretty outlook on a short week. And and if you remember, Max, what did I tell you before the San Francisco game? I said if they make him hold the ball and make him have to go to his second and third receiver, it is a wrap. That is what San Francisco did. And essentially that is what the Chargers did. And you, Marcel, you just mentioned going to Buffalo. Game time, temperatures are around the the low 20s, start of game time, which means that by the time we get to the second half, that thing is going to be somewhere in the teens or below in the teens. How concerned – or the Dolphins about this game in Buffalo on Saturday? You know, they're not ever going to publicly say that they are. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, McDaniel, I even asked him, look, is there any elevated concern when you struggle like this at this time of year? You know, it's not September. It's not October where you got a couple months to, to fix the issue. You, you're making a playoff push right now. The AFC is too tight to be on a losing streak in December. He said he would feel worse about it if he knew that there weren't answers within the technique they've been working on since August. So I think he believes that the answers are there. They're hoping to get back to a short passing game. You know, Buffalo loves to take away that deep ball, especially when either Jordan Poyer or Micah Hyde are on the field. It looks like Poyer is going to play, unlike uh, their matchup in week three. But this snow makes a difference, and especially if the wind is swirling like it usually does when there's lake effect snow. They know that deep ball is not a; it's not going to happen. Not at not at Highmark Stadium, especially of all of all stadiums. So they're going to play Miami like that. They're going to have to rely on a run game that has not, you know, no pun intended here, but has not gotten off the ground over the past two weeks. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it's they are again. It's a short week. But they have a lot to fix, a lot to cram, a lot to change in these next three, four of, days. On top yeah, of that, and, and, Saturday and, and Marcel, you're down in South Florida, you're down in Miami. You got you, you you got the post right there on the ground. You you see everybody they're wearing their Miami Dolphins gear, and they're at the Heat games and whatnot. How concerned are the Miami? Be real with me though. How concerned are the Miami Dolphin fans now that this team may miss the playoffs? There's a possibility they can miss the playoffs. You know, there's a there's a phrase I used to use when I covered the Buffalo Bills and they would start to struggle. It's called clairvoyant pessimism. People love to be able to say, oh, I knew this was going to happen. Oh, it's the same old Dolphins. Oh, this is bound to happen. It's, it's, we're, it's December football after all. You're seeing a little bit of that clairvoyant pessimism start to sprinkle its way onto the Twitter streets now. The uh, Well, typical Dolphins, up. Oh, they fooled us. Up, oh, fool's gold. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily that drastic yet because they're still sitting at eight and five. There's still a path where if they, even if they lose to Buffalo and Green Bay, if you beat the Jets and you beat the Patriots, then you snap a six-year playoff drought, and and, and then you got to worry about wherever you got to travel to after. But you know, it's about making the playoffs. You know, you you don't fret about your seed when you're on the bubble. So you know, there's still there's still a pretty good chance. A high chance. I think. Uh, I think 138 has them at like 78, 80 percent chance of making the playoffs right now. It's not time to hit the panic button yet, but you know where that joint is. 
So I'm You're pushing my chips off to the middle of the table for the Dolphin fans. Max. What's that? I'm pushing all my <clears throat> hater chips to the middle of the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you ain't say that the first time. You just said chips. Hater no, chips. I'm, 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 I'm going to make you – know, I want to clear it up. I'm going to push all my hater chips. In other words, he the, just cashed in in the last two weeks. He got a big pile of hater chips now, and he's oh, pushing – Oh, Max, I'm pushing them all to the middle <laughs> if they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> no. Just no. because. Clairvoyant I was trying to do pessimism. Marcel – all I was trying to do was give the real facts about the way that I see games and see things unfold. Oh, my God. And then they allowed Jay Will to stir him up. Jay Will, he just he, – all he was doing was this, and they was buying into it, and they coming at me left and right, and I'm hating on to it to the point where, I, you know, I got – obviously out here on the West Coast, we got a lot of uh, Polynesian brethren, and, and, and I know a lot of them. And so I saw him at the USC game, and literally – I had at least 10 Polynesian dudes walk up to me throughout the course of the game. Oh, Keyshawn, man, stop hating on Tua, man. I, I'm like, what do you mean hating on Tua? They're like, oh, you don't you never give me this. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going to leave him alone. I'm going I'm to I'm leave it alone. I'm just going to say. Then I got uh, a couple weeks ago, I had Tyreek Hill talking crazy on Twitter. I'm like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. All I know that bottom fall out. Is I'm, I want to see what you got to say then. Jay is so embarrassed by the Tua take, he refuses to speak on this show today. He's on a silence strike. Jay, what do you have to say for yourself? See nothing. Crickets. Uh, clairvoyant <laughs> pessimism. I love that expression. I love it. Because no, it's I just a way they, you I just brace well, yourself man. for disaster, right? So you, I knew it all along, and it, it makes it an easier pill to swallow. Yeah, Marcel I knew it all Louis Jacques, <laughs> ESPN Dolphins reporter. Good to hear from you, Marcel. All right, Marcelli. Thanks for having me, man. You're welcome in Cali anytime. <laughs> My man. So, uh, reported that on Sunday night, Key, mm-hmm. the Dolphins brought in bench heaters for their game against the Chargers. What? It was 55 degrees. They brought degrees. in what? What? Bench heaters for the 55-degree frigid temperatures in, in that game against the Chargers. They brought in bench heaters. It's a halfway open dome stadium. What? 55 what? degrees. They brought in bench heaters. You know what the game's going to be in Buffalo? What the high is going to be? 20? No, man, that's probably a that, that's got to be a fake report. Because they're in. You're in a you're you're in a closed environment, open on each end. Key. Water <sighs> freezes at 32 degrees. This will be Tua's first game of his career. No, this can't be right. This has to be of the season in freezing conditions. First game of the season in freezing. It's probably in his conditions. career. Freezing conditions, right? Can't be. Can't be of his career. He's been in the league too long already. No, Never because your schedule sometimes your schedule will miss freezing temperatures. Wow, maybe it's the okay. Do are, are we saying we checked this Shannon of his career? I know. I know. They said it. All right, they said it. First of the yeah. career. Yeah, I can't believe and, and, it. But that's the start of the game. Second half is different than the start of the game. Bench heaters for 55 degrees. Now the Buffalo Bills at Buffalo in freezing conditions. This is why I told Key all year, I know you're very excited about Tua. Tyreek will be fine, though. Just wait until he goes to Buffalo. Tyreek will be fine. Tyreek will be fine. Chubb will be fine. Tyreek and you don't always get along. I love Tyreek. Does he love you? He's one of the best receivers in the league. Good player. Good player. Really good player. We want you to weigh in. More responsible for the Eagles' success, 
Jalen Hurts, or as Micah Parsa told Von Miller yesterday, the team. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Media. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Micah Parsons, he openly questioned how much credit Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts deserves. Peyton Manning had Marvin Harrison, Edron James, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark, Mathis on the defense, Freeney on the defense. That quarterback makes that personnel go. You cannot take away from the potential greatness that Jalen Hurts has just because he's surrounded around a great cast of characters. Join the conversation. You just heard it on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-729-3776. 888-729-3776. That's say ESPN. More responsible for the Eagles' success, Jalen Hurts or the team around him. We're taking your calls here on ESPN Radio. Key? Yes, Kelly. Frank in Florida has something. Hey, to Frank, say about what's up? This. How you doing? Hey, man. All I got to say is I've been trying to get in for a year. I'm in sales. I travel three to four days a week, and this is the best show, bar none, on the radio. So true. Thank you so much for everything you do. Yes. Thank you. Um, but I got three yes. things really quick. Jason Hurst, hands down, MVP. He's great at the podium. He should be the face of the NFL. That's a One good more point. Thing. Wait, that's a really good point. You're saying Hurts, it's not just that he's in the he's the odds-on favorite for MVP, even though I believe <laughs> it should be Mahomes. It's that key. Why isn't that being discussed more? Maybe because it, he hasn't been playing at this level long enough, but he's a very good candidate to be a face of the NFL. Because he's, he's the face of the NFL, bar none. Yeah, yeah he's the leader guy. He's the, he that's, says everything right thing, at the press conference. One thing conference. I'd like to bring up. Yeah. Keyshawn brought up in August, Brian Dayball. When these bills make the playoffs, that will come to light. I'm not sold just yet on Dorsey. I think when, when they get into crunch time, they're going to need Brian Dayball. Um, the other thing is full of good points, Miami, they're not portable. Key's right. Key is the best. Jay Will and Max, I'm telling you, y'all got the best show. Thank you so much. I travel every week, and I listen to you. I watch you in the hotels. The best show, bar none. Thank you, Thanks, brother. Love that's you guys. it. Frank in Florida made a lot of great points, Key, especially about this being the best show. I think that's a brilliant point. <laughs> He's very observant. Well, got I don't great opinions. To, I know what our show is. I don't care what anyone else says. I know what it is. And, you know, we're not for everybody, but we're for enough people. Um, in terms of Jalen Hurts being the face of the NFL, they got to first let Josh Allen and Joe Burrow kind of go away. Patrick Mahomes is not going anywhere as a face of the NFL. Tom Brady eventually will leave. So you got to let certain guys go away. And the way that I 
the way that I always um, look at things is, or is the league marketing you? The league, not your advertising agency who you hired, not your marketing company, but the NFL. Are you in a commercial in the right-hand corner at the bottom? Does it say official sponsor of the NFL? That's what tells me that you are the face of the league. When you start seeing them pop up on consistent Campbell Soup commercials, consistent uh, 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 soap commercials or or shampoo commercials and all the, all that sort of stuff, that's when you say, yeah, they, they turn the page, they realize that he's the face of the league. Hey, uh, Key? Yes, that would be me. Dave in South Carolina Uh-oh. wants to defend the Dolphins, which would uh, uh, be God, interesting because uh, teams don't seem to have a hard time defending them nowadays. What do you got, Dave in South Carolina? Yeah, so I want to address this Keyshawn hate. Here's what I'm saying. This, this is what I'm saying right now. We, we all as Dolphins fans, Coach McDaniel, Tua, we will accept a formal apology from Keyshawn when we make our playoff run and Tua balls out. And I'm just saying, you know, Keyshawn, when you're ready to say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to humble myself and admit I've been wrong all season, we'll, we'll accept that. We'll say, all right, man, but, but we're good with you, you this, after you do that. Let me ask you this, though, Dave. What did, I, what did I ever say in the beginning of all this that I was wrong about? Please tell me, because I, I don't know what I said that was wrong, and I'm, I'm being genuine here, that what did I say that was so wrong in the business in which I, that, that I'm in opposed to saying that the Dolphins are going to go undefeated and win in the Super Bowl? What did I, what did I say that was wrong? <laughs> I mean, you just, you just got this. It's irrational hate. Like when you were doing your top ten and you didn't have two of your top ten, dude was freaking balling out. We lose a couple games and you're like, well, I'm putting my hate chips in the center. They're not even going <laughs> to well, make yeah, the playoffs. That is yeah, because you, you know, that. but you know why? You know why though? Because when I said at the beginning of the season that I don't know many, like many other people in professional sports that cover this stuff as well as his own team and, and, and coaches. When you don't know what a person is and you say, I want to see him do it, it's not saying that he can't do it. It's just saying, let me see. And he's allowed to be skeptical because and in the past what he's noticed is those kind of teams don't travel well if they don't run the ball well, et cetera. That's so fair. again, Dave, and so what y'all do as Dolphin fans is, one, you don't like me because I used to just gut y'all when I played against y'all, so I understand that. And then on top of that, if I'm not with you, I'm against you automatically, which I don't really care who wins in the NFL because I'm going to the Super Bowl regardless I'm going. And so all I'm trying to do is wait and see. Yeah, so you key, go, to be fair, you ain't trying to see the Dolphins win. You, you want go, them to lose at this point. Well, now I do. I want them to <laughs> completely the bottom fall out of it. And, and so then you go to the West Coast and you say, oh, we're going to take care of business. Well, you lose two straight. You lose two straight on the West Coast. And my only thing is – South Florida teams, having played in Tampa myself, even though that's not South Florida, but I played in Florida weather, and I traveled to Philly. I traveled to Chicago. I traveled to Green Bay. And it was a struggle for us to win those games in cold weather. That's all I said. What's it going to be like in freezing temperatures in Buffalo in New England? Ah, you're hating. You're this, you're that. I said, okay. So now I'm just going to go all hate. That's all, Dave. I love you, though. Is we'll just have to wait and see. I just think that you're you're going to be. I, I don't know, man. I just I'm real curious about 
your reaction when they win a playoff game or two. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take say, off. What? I'm gonna take off for a couple of weeks. If they win. That's gonna be <laughs> that, my reaction. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. Look. <laughs> what what does he think my reaction is gonna be? It means that I'm gonna look like a damn fool, and they're gonna win. So it's me against the Dolphin fans, Max. Yeah. And they'll have one up on me. But if they don't. Oh, oh, he's going to be insufferable. It won't even be be about Tua and Tyreek. It ain't even about them. It's about them damn Dolphin fans that get on my damn nerves. Is Jalen Hurts the MVP right now? Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.